coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. And we go to the beach all the time and we meet people and I'll go down and make these one dish meals and people will be walking by and we'll offer them a glass of wine and a little bit of food and they end up becoming friends. And we have this group, they call them the castaways. All the people we've met at the beach come and hang out. So you're more than welcome. It's like when you feed the squirrels. Yep. Yep. They always bring their friends. Come on. 20 years ago, so cold. I was done with the cold. You're just done. Yeah. I I told my parents, I said, you know, I was born in the wrong part of the country because I hated wearing clothes when I was a little kid. (laughs) And even as an adult, when I started my career, I hated it. I was downsized from a 10-year career at General Electric. Okay. Mm -hmm. I traveled during the 70s. I was one of the... um, you, know, you hear about this Me Too generation, and we're not going to get into that, but mm-hmm. I was one of those women that was like part of that group. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Merry Christmas. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Seal Moreno from Preferred Brands. Preferred Brands distributes all types of brand name and boutique liquors. Here at St. Pete Foodies, we're not afraid to mix bourbon and tequila. And we're going to get spicy with a delicious fishmonger-approved recipe for grouper tikka. We We have have a a great great show, show, so stick stick around. around. Brr! It's a little chilly out there lately. Well, that's the perfect time for soup. But not just any soup. Ramen is the ultimate chilly day comfort food and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, will have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get warmed up and filled up during these mildly chilly weeks at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build-your-own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build-your-own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, 
But I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Please welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast, Margaret and Rachel Cavello from Fishmonger Approved. Yes, welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having us back. Yeah, happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah. And thanks for making me fat and happy. Yes, that was <laughs> I'm really happy. delicious. That food was so good, and I love that it's it's different. I love different stuff, and I love spicy stuff. That's and there's a good thing. <laughs> some exotic spice. Yeah, yeah, good thing, right? So she made grouper tikka for us today, and oh. it was fabulous. It was on non-bread, but you ate it kind of like a gyro or a taco. We wrap it up like that. Uh, such great flavors in there. Almost like an Indian-Greek combination. Combination. Yeah, it kind of was, yeah. With the yogurt. We, mm-hmm. had the, we had the spices that were kind of Indian-type spices. Well, but let then, Margaret tell us yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's have the, <laughs> the fishmonger <laughs> expert. Well, it kind of it morphed, this idea. Um, wanted to do something different. And it started with a pear chutney that um, I had a pile of pears and I wasn't sure what to do with, so... I got to thinking, let's make a chutney out of these pears. And so the pear chutney, and I've, uh, well, we have all these cranberries from Thanksgiving. Let me throw that in there. Um, well, you got to have apples too. throw them in there. And next thing you know, I've got this spicy chutney that came out really, really good. And so I wanted to pair that up. What did no you pun use intended. To, to get us with? No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. um, what did you use to uh, spice it up? With the, the chutney? In the chutney, yeah. There's quite a few different spices, but I think some of the prime ingredients were Cinnamon, obviously you use cinnamon, you use a little bit of uh, nutmeg. You have cloves, cloves in there? Cloves in there. Uh, I've got a, uh, a hot pepper plant out front, so I grabbed a couple of those and threw them in there. Some the uh, whole plant. garlic, <laughs> some <laughs> cider vinegar. Um, it, yeah, geez, it's delicious. Yeah, I, I didn't use any red onion. I didn't want to water it down anyway because the, um, the, uh, the pears tend to have a lot of water anyway, mm-hmm. so. You know, you cook through that, you cook that down. Um, some lemon zest, I threw that in there. Jeez, I don't know. It's one of those chutneys yeah. you could put on anything. Like, I, should, I think it should be a staple at like a Thanksgiving table right, or a right. Christmas mm-hmm. table. It could it's go well with, um, with smoked salmon, and it will on uh, Christmas Eve. So we start with nice. that. And then I got to thinking about, you know, I just woke up one morning. I'm like, so let's do something that's sort of a, an Indian, a North Indian kind of a flavor. Mm-hmm. In North, northern India, they cook things, they call them tikka in a um, tandoori yeah. outside. And it's just basically the name tikka is small pieces of meat that are spicy pungent. So mm-hmm. the, the name kind of stuck. And so then I put some, some Indian spice with the, the grouper, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. it's a fishmonger type of a meal. And then right. to go along with that, not only the chutney, but I made a uh, cabbage relish with uh, red onion and nigella seeds. That was and so good. And finally, a, uh, so mm-hmm. you need something cooling. So mm-hmm. we have a, a regular Greek yogurt with some um, 
seeded cucumbers, mm-hmm. skin yep. seeded cucumber, and a little bit of uh, more lemon zest in that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then our uh, rose harissa is another spice that I came across. Oh, wow. Um, you can get, you know, all these spices you can get on Amazon. I wouldn't suggest you go crazy, but make sure you get them from a reputable, if you do buy your spices, some, somebody that's right. got reputable spices that are. You know, you look at the reviews and they're fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And just going to have another side note on one point. One time I got a Hungarian paprika and I had it for a little while. I used it and the next time I opened it up, it was moving. It, Ew, gross. I know, oh, no. Yeah, yeah you got to be careful oh because God. they do sometimes they'll, they'll have little bugs in them that either, you know, they're dormant or they're in some kind of a, you know, oh, incubated wow. stage. So fortunately just <laughs> for us, that was not the case. No, it was you guys not. had. <laughs> I, I learned the hard way that yeah. way, but yeah, just be careful. Make sure you get them from a reputable source. I mean, they do a lot of these right. spices. You can get like Mazaros, or is there an Indian uh, market around here, or a Greek market? I mean, there's a good spice shop, savory, savory spice, spice shop downtown, yeah. okay. downtown yeah. St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah, that would those yeah. places would be good, so, especially if you just want a little bit, you know, and you don't want to yeah. get mass quantities, right? Because they know. will sell you just a little. But bit. I'll tell you, the nigella seeds to me add that just a touch of like a smoky. Mm-hmm. Kind of flavor to well, it. I know the name for it's black them. cumin, you know, and it's not yeah. a cumin, but it does have that flavor. So I like it. Go yeah, it's very, very exotic. I've eaten that. I've eaten that just three times this week. <laughs> uh, <you laughs> finish with it. Practice rounds, and then today. So just, yeah, just to move on a little bit, I just you know, want to also add that the nam bread was something N A A N bread it was mm-hmm. my choice because it you know it holds the moisture in the in the. In the Right. It's got enough thickness to yeah. it that it'll absorb right. it and stay together. Right. Yeah. Held together. A, f- a flour tortilla would work too, but don't do corn. It would be too... You got to fall apart. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not even the right flavor. Right. No, yeah. I would right. stick right. with right. the it would non- totally Take away from it. Yeah, I would make the flavor. Not and, and one thing I really loved was that that slaw just added that texture and crunch into the... It, it was just a really well put together dish. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Thank, thank you, you for feeding it, us. It was Fishmonger Wife approved, and I think St. Pete uh-huh. Foodies. Yes, absolutely. Approved, approved. also, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So fishmongerapproved.com. Check mm-hmm. that out. We will have the recipe for the Grouper Tika on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And then the... Chutney will the, be on yes. fishmongerapproved.com, but we'll link it over from St. Pete Foodies. Exactly. And Fishmonger Approved, you will find recipes. You'll find restaurant reviews. And then beyond that, there's how-to videos, like mm-hmm. how to fillet a fish. Yeah, and how to fillet. We, she does a lot of uh, adventure videos, which we just posted one recently about. She went out with her friend, Krabby Al, and did a stone crab adventure. And that was extremely informative. I really enjoyed watching it. It's probably our fa- favorite video we've had. Very cool. Very nice, yes. Again, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. Merry Thank you. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Happy yeah. Kwanzaa. Cover them all. And we'll, we'll, we'll see you again in January with yeah. another Fishmonger approved recipe. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. We'll be right back with Seal Moreno from Preferred Brands. Are you a Florida seafood fanatic? Then you'll want to visit fishmongerapproved.com. My name is Rachel, and my wife, Margaret Cavallo, is an expert fishmonger and the prior owner of the Maximo Seafood Shack in St. Petersburg, Florida. Margaret now brings her years of experience to a new online digital magazine, fishmongerapproved.com. Find out the secret ingredient to her famous fish bread, read restaurant reviews, and learn tips for filleting and sourcing fresh seafood. And make sure to follow her YouTube channel for fantastic adventures. What makes Margaret the expert? Just read her online testimonials. Chris writes, Margaret brings her years of experience and great love of seafood to us once again. Amy writes, God, we miss the Maximo Seafood Shack like crazy. Any advice you give, we will follow. If you are interested in featuring your restaurant, fish market, or retail store on fishmongerapproved.com, call us at 813-618-FISH 
or email us at fishmongerapproved at gmail.com. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. And they use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Thank you for listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. Please welcome as our guest today, Seal Moreno, the president and owner at Preferred Brands. Welcome, Seal. Welcome. Well, thank you so much. It took me a little while to get here, but I finally made it. You did. Yes. It's okay. You're here now. So yes. And that's Seal spelled C-I-L-E, not S-E-A-L. Correct. Right. <laughs> right. When I tell people how to pronounce my name, I do the whole uh, uh, uh thing, you know, like swimming in the water seal so they get it right. Not to be right. confused with the singer. No, I had right. my name first. <laughs> so, so I went on your Facebook page, and I get hungrier looking at your timeline than my own. Oh, I love to cook. Look at I me. I love see. to cook. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any favorite things that you like to cook? You know, I'm an equal opportunity cooker or chef. And my husband says I'm a chef. I just love to cook. Mm-hmm. I have a really good palate. I've, you know, it's been um, over the years of tasting wine and spirits. And I tell everybody, you know, you can, anybody can cook. If you can follow directions, it's so easy. I'm a horrible baker. Can't bake. Can't yeah, bake to save my life. That's a totally different thing. Oh, oh I know. It is. It is. But I just, I love to cook. I love to cook Filipino food. I'm very fortunate that I've had um, people stand by me that would teach me how to, my mother-in-law and my husband's aunt are from South Texas. They're both in their late 80s, and they taught me how to um, make very authentic Mexican food. Nice. And um, I was... Um, married to um, an Italian for many years, and his family owned a winery in Italy, so I learned how to make fabulous Italian food. And then prior to that, I had, um, (laughs) I know it sounds terrible, I had, um, I was um, married to someone that was in the German restaurant Mm -hmm. business, so Mm -hmm. I have a huge (laughs) diversity in my background. And I'm only 12, imagine. (laughs) (laughs) So do you want to be friends? Sure. You know, I tell, we tell everybody that. You know, when you live in Florida, you don't have a lot of friends. You move here from other places, and it's hard as you're an adult to make friends. So we've, we, we live out at the beach, and my husband and I, and we go to the beach all the time, and we meet people, and I'll go down and make these one-dish meals, and people will be walking by, and we'll offer them a glass of wine and a little bit of food, and they end up becoming friends. And we have this group, they call them the castaways. All the people we've met at the beach come and hang out, so you're more than welcome. It's like when you feed the squirrels. Yep, yep. They always bring their friends. Come on. The front door is always open. We tell everybody leave your stuff at the front door before you come in, and don't. It's a fun place. It's very bright colors and just a cool place to hang out. Nice. And 
you are originally from Rhode Island? Rhode Island, born and raised. That little baby state up north. That is a baby and then state. When did you move down here and what was the impetus for coming to Florida? 20 years ago. So cold, I was done with the cold. You're just done. Yeah, I, I told my parents, I said, you know, I was born in the wrong part of the country because I hated wearing clothes when I was a little kid. <laughs> and even as an adult, when I started my career, I hated it. Put your clothes on right now! So I never owned a winter coat. I would just pile all these layers on. And when my youngest son went off to college, I was like, that's it, I'm done. I'm selling my companies and moving. Right. Didn't know where I was going, but ended up here. Did you land in St. Pete originally or somewhere else first? I landed in St. Pete. How did you choose that? You know, it chose me. I, I and that saw, was 20 years ago before St. Pete is what it right, is now. Yeah. So, and we and were out on, on St. Pete Beach. Right. So it took me six months to find a place. And boy, this downtown St. Pete was nothing then. And nothing. If I, if I had hindsight, I would have bought a ton of land and put my own money in that. And I yeah, wouldn't be still working at 65. But that's okay. Right. I love what I do. But um, yeah, I came here and it was interesting. I really wanted to live further south. Mm-hmm. But I needed to find a position with a wine and spirits company, and Republic National Distributing was the one that um, hired me on. So that was in your background when you came here? Absolutely. Before. So I've been in the liquor... So how did oh, you get started? I was downsized from a 10-year career at General Electric. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wow. traveled during the 70s. I was one of the... Um, you, know, you hear about this Me Too generation, and we're not going to get into that, but mm-hmm. I was one of those women that was like part of that group, you know, mm-hmm. in the early 70s, traveling right. all over the country. But was it fun to travel in the 70s? Oh, though? I could tell like, you stories. <laughs> I could tell you stories. I, I see the glint in your Ooh. eye right now. <laughs> I so, you know, I scare myself. I've been asked to, to mentor some young women about this, this whole movement, and mm-hmm. I said, you don't want me to tell you the truth. <laughs> you don't want to know. But anyways, so we won't talk about that. So um, 10 years, I was there for 10 years and got downsized. And I had family in Rhode Island. And I was divorced at the time. And I was like, what am I going to do? Oh, let's buy a liquor store. Why not? Let's buy something, you know, Mm -hmm. had good cash flow. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started. I bought two liquor stores um, in the early 80s. I was one of the only women that had a liquor license in the state of Rhode Island. In what city? Providence, Providence. right in Providence. So I had a background in sales and marketing. So what I did was I went up to Brown University and I made friends with all the frat boys at 30 years old. <laughs> so I had all the fraternity business for wow. 10 years. It was fabulous. That's awesome. It was fabulous. <laughs> it was a very interesting life. My sons grew up. And the, the drinking f- age back then was a lot um, No, it was, still, it was 21. Oh, it was still yeah, 21? Yeah, it was 21. Okay. Yeah, I think it switched in 73, mm-hmm. um, right around there. Because when I got out of high school, it was still 18. Okay. So it was right around 73, 74 that it switched over to 21. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my sons grew up at the, in the fraternity world, and it was, it, was, it was crazy. It was a wonderful life. Yeah. Wonderful. That's funny. Yeah. So went on and, and did the distribution side and then came to Florida. Nice. And your current company is, uh, as I said on the intro, Preferred Brands. And you have several different brands of different types of alcohol that you represent all over Florida and in some other states as well. Correct. One of the ones that is the most popular is the uh, Four Roses. Four Roses bourbon, absolutely. Tell tell us about Four Roses. So for those of you that may know, Four Roses is actually one of the oldest bourbon houses in Kentucky. We started in 1888. Wow. Continuously running. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anybody knows about Prohibition, you know, prior to Prohibition, there was probably 400 distilleries in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. After Prohibition, there were six. Wow. We were one of them. Wow. Because we could had a medicinal license right exactly it's for <laughs> so, medicinal purposes so, i'm telling you so it's medical marijuana right. yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, yeah, exactly what it is that's what i say to all the medical marijuana people i'm like you know 
Yeah. I drink gin, and it was medicinal way before marijuana. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was very I was very lucky in my career that my grandparents or my grandfather was still alive when I started in the liquor business. So I wanted to hear his stories. Mm-hmm. So he used to um, run some bootleg booze during Mm -hmm. Prohibition. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he and my grandmother were married then. And my grandfather would tell me these stories that the doctor would sit in the parking lot after church with his prescription pad. (laughs) And everybody would come out of church. And this is a very small town in New England, okay? Little baby town. And my grandfather's name was David. And he said, Dave, how are you feeling? He goes, oh, he was a bricklayer by trade. He said, oh, my back is killing me. Okay, no problem, Dave. Here's your script. You know, go to see <laughs> Pete Charland at the pharmacy and get your script. And then the next week, my grandmother was 100% Irish, and her name was Elizabeth. And she didn't drink. Ha, huh, that's a joke. But anyways, he would say, Elizabeth, how are you feeling? And she'd say, I have the vapors. Whatever the heck the vapors were. My grandmother had them every 12 days. So she would get her pint. So every 12 days, they could get a pint of bourbon. And there was always Four Roses bourbon in my, my grandparents' house. Always. <laughs> always. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You, you get to have some fun and be creative with some new ailments. Uh, I got an earache. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it's just a, like that. would never last me 12 days. No, I know. <laughs> but, you know, it was, good. it was good at least that you could at least get that. Because, yeah. you know, during Prohibition, when they said, you know, you drink, you drink so much you can go blind, they used to put all this stuff. Right, the bad stuff. The bad oh. stuff in it. And that's where that term came from. So, oh. you know, if you had a really good local country doctor, they would say, no problem. We don't need, you know, people going crazy on us so right. yeah here you go right with the rather than the bathtub gin or something right right that's hysterical so that, yeah that's a, a long time to be around did you, you said 18 1888 88 uh-huh. oh wow that's i think that's this same, same years. time as brooks brothers one of my favorite clothing brands yeah good big <laughs> yep, yep. oh i see that over there yeah, yeah i know right <laughs> all of his clothes are in right. the living room that's okay. you guys don't know <laughs> and, and how has uh, four roses evolved over all that time well it's amazing so um, we were the number one selling bourbon in the U.S. for years. Mm-hmm. And we were purchased in the 40s by Seagram's. Okay. Hmm. So Sam Brofman, the Brofman family, they wanted to come into the U.S. market. And they knew that they, one of the only ways they could come would to, to, would to purchase a big distillery. And they right. purchased our distillery. Right. So buy you your could, way in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you could not buy a bottle of Four Roses bourbon in the U.S. for almost 50 years. Now, wow. now you could buy a bottle of Four Roses whiskey, mm-hmm. which was made in a paint factory in New Jersey. Oh, jeez. Oh, so <laughs> people know the brand, or, or, like my parents, would, and I'm, who are still alive, know the brand as a whiskey. And we used, my grandfather, again, I'll go back to him, mm-hmm. used to do Boilermakers. Cause, so I remember seeing the bottle on the table mm-hmm. as a young girl. He mm-hmm. would do um, Narragansett beer and, Boilermaker, and, and, a, and a shot of Four Roses whiskey. Right. So the label itself was always here. We were still making the bourbon at the same distillery. We've been at the same bu- in the same building since the late uh, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And you could only get the bourbon in the European market and the Japanese market. We exported it all. So that was oh, a wow. call that the Seagram's people yes, made? Because, okay. because, because they could sell it all at a higher price. They could sell it all at a higher price. They didn't have the competition with their own whiskey. They knew they needed to keep the label. Oh, you're right? fabulous marketing, fabulous wow. marketing and sales. And, and this was, what, 60, 70 years ago? Mm-hmm. So then how did, that, how did that change? Seagram's imploded mm-hmm. in the um, late... 1990s so it was around 1998 1999 mm-hmm. um the 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 parents had passed away the children came in 
and um, the brands were broken up and Four Roses was hanging out there by itself. So what do we do? So Kieran Brewing Company was our, one of the biggest importers into Japan and they didn't want to lose the import rights to it. So they purchased the distillery in 1999. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now they left, they left the workers in place. They left all the management staff in place. And a lot of people don't even know that we're owned by Kieran Brewing Company. Right. It still is it's, to this day? To this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still could not buy a bottle of bourbon. So the workers pleaded with, with Kieran, please, can we just get one or 100 proof? Can we just buy it in Kentucky, please? They pleaded with them. These people were making this most beautiful bourbon <laughs> and they for years, and they couldn't even buy a bottle. Wow. You know, it was all in bond, couldn't buy a bottle, couldn't do anything. So they, uh, the, the powers to be said, yes, we'll let you do this. And then it just rolled from there. The first bottle was um, shipped outside of Kentucky in about 2001. And then we added um, our small batch. That was our 100 proof Mm -hmm. single barrel. Then we added our small batch and we we added our our regular Four Roses bourbon. So you've only been able to buy a bottle of Four Roses bourbon in this country since 2002. So only 17 years. Wow. Which which in the grand scheme of things. Prior to 1940. Yes, prior to, prior to the 1940s, yeah. right. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, isn't that crazy? It's a great story. I mean, the, our historian has been at the distillery for 52 years. Wow. So he penned a book. Did, uh, did I give you one of those books? <laughs> if I have one with me, I'll make sure you get it. If you yeah. don't, I'll, I'll get one for it, you. It is Christmas time. Oh, I know. But <laughs> I give them away anyways, whether it's Christmas or not. But I'll make, I thought th- my husband might have put one in there. If he didn't, I'll make sure I drop one off. Yeah, that's great that they have that person that's been there all those years because oh. sometimes stuff, it doesn't get documented. Yeah, it, it gets, gets forgotten. Lost. Oh, it's a great, and, and you know, being in the same building since the early 1900s, and it's a beautiful Spanish building in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. We've been at the same place. The river runs right behind the building where we grab all the, the water from. You know, beautiful limestone. You know, that's what makes Kentucky bourbon so delicious is the, are the water sources. Mm-hmm. You know, and even our where we have our Rick Rooms in Cox's Creek, those buildings have been there since, uh, you know, Seagram's days. Wow. So for quite a long time. Well, our, our listeners can't see this right now, but Seal is twisting our arms to get us to drink. <laughs> okay. Let's Anybody do that, that knows us knows that's a lie. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back, talk some more about some really tasty booze, and we're going to taste it. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. We will be right back. Keep on moving. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. Nine. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years. And they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Engine, engine number nine. Can you get me back on time? We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with Seal Moreno, the president owner at Preferred Brands. And we have some brands that we prefer right now in front of us that we're going to start drinking. We are. Well, actually one brand, Four Roses Bourbon. Mm, yummy. 
I yes. can't wait. You know, a little cereal for breakfast. I love it. <laughs> so yes. let's start with the first one. Okay. But I'd like to just tell everyone about the story about the roses, because everybody sure. asks, why are the roses on the bottle? So our founder is a gentleman by the name of Paul Jones. He was originally out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I was like 18, 87, 18, 85, 6, 7, right around there. He was smitten with this Southern Belle. Now, everybody knows that I'm from Rhode Island, so I have to really kind of slow my roll when I come to, came to Florida. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul was smitten with this beautiful lady, and he kept saying, will you marry me? Will you marry me? She said, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, he finally wore her down, and she told him at the cotillion, if I wear a corsage of four roses, then you'll know my answer. And she did. So that's the story about the roses. So the yeah. roses have been on that bottle since 1888. How come wow. nobody does that anymore? Like what, if I'm give wearing flowers? This, if I'm wearing this, you'll know. The well, answer. I don't know. Let's see. I have to think how my husband asked me to marry him. Yeah, I'm pretty to try to bring that back. <laughs> I think so. Let's yeah. do that. Let's start that. So anyways, so okay. we're going to start with our Four Roses original. A lot of people out there may know it as Four Roses yellow label, but we're trying to get a little more brand consistency over the years. So one thing we do very differently than other distillers is we use two mash bills. So the mash bill is how you cook your grains. Mm -hmm. So we use corn, and there are very specific rules when it comes to bourbon. Has to be 51%. 51% corn, Mm -hmm. two and a half years in American oak, new New, American oak. New oak, oak, right. New oak. And I always want to say American only because I have a bloody fit if it's not American. (laughs) Isn't it usually, though? It is. It mm-hmm. usually is. But there are, there are, people are getting around that law a little bit right now with um, the difference between straight bourbon and just bourbon, and you'll see it mm. on labels. You Tricky. want to make sure you drink straight bourbon. It, it can come from anywhere in the U.S. It does not have to come from Kentucky. But that straight has to be on there okay. because that will tell you that it's aged for two and a half years in American oak. That's or, uh, interesting. Oak. I didn't know that. I'm glad that you told us that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's like what I learned about extra virgin olive oil. Right. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's, Sir, I it, have the bourbon tickles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's first thing in the morning. Yeah. But this, this first one, it's very smooth. It is. Very smooth. The, the aroma is just slightly sweet. Mm-hmm. A little bit of and, vanilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the flavor is, is wonderful. It's just Easy to easy. drink. Mm-hmm. Great price point. Good for cocktails. Great for cooking. Mm-hmm. I have a fabulous salmon recipe ah. that I make with this. It's fabulous. Ooh, I'm going to get that from you. Oh, it, it's easy. I'll be more than happy to share. <laughs> so uh, I was talking about these mash bills. So one of them has a little higher rye content than the other. Okay. And then we have five yeast strains. So we essentially make 10 different bourbons. Okay. Not a lot of people know that. Mm-hmm. So all 10 go into our regular four roses. Okay. All right. Four of the 10 go into our small batch and we'll taste this one next. Okay. This is so the, the, the original that we just had is all 10 of All them. 10 of the okay. recipes. So it's that kind of a blend. Yes. And we don't call it a blend only because we're not blending different um, styles. It's mm-hmm. all the same. Right. Um, but it's just we're blending to the point where we want to keep consistency across the board mm-hmm. in this flavor profile. So when you pick up a bottle from next to the next, because remember, we're, we're taking barrels and putting them all together. We want to make right. sure that consistency right. is there. That's one of the big tricks is that it consistency. Is. Absolutely. Nobody right. thinks of that. No. Uh, if you've ever been to any of the Rick Rooms in Kentucky, you'll stand there and you'll see thousands and thousands of barrels. And to make one skew marrying these barrels and have it all taste the same is really a talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have a wonderful young master distiller by the name of uh, Brent Elliott. He just took over um, uh, Four Roses from Jim Rutledge, who was our master distiller for 50 years. Mm -hmm. And Brent just took over, and he worked under Jim for about 12 or 13 years. 
So he has a wonderful hand and he's just, he makes some amazing bourbon. Amazing. That's awesome. So the, so small batch. Okay. This is our next one. And this one, well, I'll let you taste it. I don't like to tell people what it should taste like because everybody has different palates. We all, you know, medicine, some may smoke, not smoke, whatever. First thing I tasted was caramel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caramel, almost a honey caramel type. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's honey. It's coating my tongue with. Yeah. All that back end. So mm-hmm. the first one you tasted is 80 proof. Now we're rolling into 90. Oh boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's, but it's okay. And it doesn't, Garden and Gun Magazine. Who knows Garden and Gun Magazine? <clears throat> Do you? No? I heard of it. I've oh, never read it's it. It's amazing. So my husband years ago, I was rolling through Houston and he said, sweetheart, pick me up Garden and Gun Magazine. Now again, I'm going to go back to my Yankee roots. Garden and Gun. Come on. <laughs> what is this all about? <laughs> Don't so, touch my gardener or I'll shoot you. I, yeah, well, that's I'm thinking. Are you kidding me? Now, my husband's from South Texas, so figure it. Okay, Rhode Islander marries South Texan. It's like amazing, amazing marriage. So I found this magazine, and it's a beautiful publication about the South. Mm-hmm. It talks about gorgeous Southern gardens and beautiful rifles and Southern culture. They did an article about the resurgence of bourbon about six years ago. We mm-hmm. talked about the king, the queen, the prince, and the princess of bourbons. We were considered the princess of the bourbons because you don't get a burn. And this mm-hmm. small batch is, a, we are the number one selling state in the country for this, this um, small batch bourbon. Yes. And it's very, very popular with women because right. women have a hard time. And I'm not, I'm not being se- sexist here, but of women have not, a, ta- right. a hard time drinking bourbon because of the heat. Right. And I don't like anything that burns from the time you put it in your mouth right. until the time it comes out. It's not pleasant. So this is so mm. easy on the rocks. And take a really good piece of chocolate. Oh, you've died mm-hmm. and gone to heaven, man. Totally. <laughs> oh, I can totally I, taste the chocolate with that yeah, right now. Yeah. And some salted caramel. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know those little, um, what do they call it? Giardelli makes them. Mm. A chocolate and caramel. Oh, it's so good. So good. I had some last night before I went to bed. It was delicious. And it would make a great accompaniment to a su- premium cigar as it well. It would. Absolutely. Cigars. Or, you know, or just. Pipe. Yeah. Or a pipe. On the rocks, <laughs> you know, in yeah. a cocktail. Anything. Um, so the next one we're going to taste is our single barrel. So this is our 100 proof. So this is one of our recipes where I mentioned our small batch is four of our recipes. This is a single recipe, and this right. is high rye. So this is 35% rye in this bourbon. This is the highest, one of the highest rye bourbons that you can find in the market right now. So if you like a rye or you're trying to, rye is a very different flavor profile. You either love rye or you don't love rye. Mm-hmm. You have to think about rye I, toast. I love both rye and bourbon. Oh, there you go. Okay, so this, gonna, so you'll I'm love this. this. You'll goes. love this. Yeah, this is perfect. Neat. Um, one large cube on this. I, I'll mm-hmm. tell you. Normal. Typically, if I drink a rye, I think it tastes like band aids. I told right. I yeah. Told him, yeah. It tastes like band aids. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't eat band aids, but it, I know, our smell, our yes. olfactory senses feed right into your your. Taste, taste buds. Correct, your, correct. Sorry, I've had them on 100 proof whiskey and okay. bourbon now. Oh, you're not done that yet, was, baby. You're not done oh yet. Boy. <laughs> anyway, um, but this doesn't have that. Whatever is mixing with that rye is working. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's, it's <clears throat> corn, the, of course, right. and um, a little bit of barley in there. So it's, it's still this, only the three grains we use. We've had contracts with these growers for... I still 60, get that, that beautiful flavor up front that you get with the other two. Mm-hmm. And then it's right on the end where I got a little bit, maybe a little bit of the rye. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, it's quite good. I love all three of them so far. And they're all a little bit different from one another. They I, are. And it would, for me, it would just be, what's the mood I'm in? Correct. Yeah. Correct. The, you know, um, our regular original is great every day. Keep it the house. 
I love to cook with wines and spirits. And a lot of people don't cook with spirits because they're afraid. But this is the the regular Four Roses bourbon is beautiful, beautiful. I made some pork chops last night, actually, <laughs> and did panko them in my cast iron frying pan. Mm-hmm. And I just put a you know, cup or two. No, it's only a cup. <laughs> up in the bottom after I panko them one out. For and me, one for the feet. Yeah, well, you, you know, you know what the story is. You never, never cook with anything you won't drink. So you yeah. know, you got to make sure it's good stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. So we finished it off with the Four Roses bourbon and just popped it in the in the oven, you know, for 40 minutes or something. And it just keeps the pork chops really moist and it's nice. so good. Mm-hmm. Beautiful flavor. Throw some apples on the top and you're ready to go. That's awesome. So the last one I want you to taste is a little project my husband's been working on. So we do. Um, he has some five liter barrels and he loves honey. And we're very fortunate. We get to travel all over the world. And everywhere we go, he finds local honey. So we've had honey from Serbia and Greece and uh, Mexico. So this is actually a Florida honey-based. Okay. So this is a new project that he's working on, and he makes it for friends and things. But I wanted to bring it because I think it's really nice, yeah. and I wanted to hear what you have to, have yeah. to think about it. But it is the base is Four Roses bourbon. So he, he's making this at home. Yes, he makes this at home. Okay. So he uses the Four Roses bourbon and then whatever local honey he can find. So you've nice. got a little bit yeah. of sweetness on the front end. Yeah. Yeah, when you want something sweet. When you want something, just so, a little sweetness so, on the front end. Yeah. Sometimes I'm looking for something sweet yeah. at the you know, end, end of the, of the night. day. Yeah. yeah. That's delicious. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah, he does, yeah, he does a nice I would, job. I would drink this instead of dessert. So, yeah, yeah we have to I'm make friends with... I'm not a dessert person, so... Wait, what's yeah. your husband's name? Raul. 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 We have to make friends with Raul now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so... Everything. So delicious. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, awesome. it's, it's a great brand. It's been a great project. It's been a project of love when we first got the brand 15 years ago. Um, we, it, was, it was a hard, it was, it was hard. It was really, really hard because we're only one distillery. Right. So, and we only have, you know, three SKUs. We're not, we're fighting against these big, huge, massive companies that have multiple brands. So our local distributor has really taken to heart and we've got some great salespeople that work with us um, and great customers and We've had some amazing press. Our one of our whiskeys received Whiskey of the World last year, great in January, and yeah. So and you were great. saying uh, earlier when we were off mic that the Four Roses bourbon is pretty easy to find around. Absolutely, here. Uh, any of your um, local liquor stores, your chains, we have it. Uh, and our even the restaurants. Oh, restaurants! Mm-hmm. You'll find at least a bottle of small batch mm-hmm. um, on the back bars. And um, more than likely, in the higher-end restaurants, you'll find our regular Four Roses bourbon on the rail. So, in the here, so here's what I want to say to all our listeners. The next time you go to the liquor store or to the restaurant, order Four Roses bourbon. <laughs> yes. And say, St. Pete Foodies and Seal Moreno sent me. Yeah, so my <laughs> grandchildren will be very happy. <laughs> yeah. So what are we going to try next? So now we're going to switch over to tequila. Okay. Tequila. Tequila. She's trying to kill me. No, 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 no. Just kidding. So actually, you know, tequila is good for you because it's 100% agave. So, ah, see? So gluten-free. I think all alcohol is good for you. Really it kills good. all the bad stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I, I, you know, somebody said, you know, what do you do for a living? And I said, I drink for a living. You know, and we get paid to do it. So it's not a bad gig. Except I, when you I, have to. I do it for free, too. Yeah. You know, except when you have to tell the doctor, you know, what, you know, how are you doing? You know, how many drinks do you have a day? And I'm like, uh, I've been coming to you for 10 years. Don't you remember? that I'm in the liquor business. Do you right. want the truth or what I tell everybody? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, until they do those liver enzyme tests. And, yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I sweep my liver enzyme tests under the rug. <laughs> 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 all right, so we're going to... We're going to pour some tequila. Okay. Yes. So we have three tequilas. And what's the first one? So um, this is a new brand called Vida de Louis. And it, well, we're going to start with our Blanco. This is that is like a, the life of Louis? The life of Louis. 
So you know the life of Riley? <laughs> you know, right. when you say, oh, yeah. it's the life of Riley? Well, so this is the life of Louie. <laughs> yeah. so we, 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 we might need to explain that to some of our listeners. Because that uh, one goes back. Oh, it I, goes I, way back. I remember uh, the show, but just as a little kid. Uh, me too. So it was a TV show, but it also, it's like a saying that means something. Yeah, so it's like you're living, you're living the good life. You're living um, fabulous. You're, you're in the moment. Um, yeah, everything's a f- free and easy. Yeah, just hanging out and just so, so you know, Vida de Louie is the, the Mexican-Spanish version of the good life. The good life. So interesting story. The brand is actually owned by a gentleman in Jacksonville. Wanted to, wanted to find some good tequila, did some research, went with his buddies, and found this distillery in Jalisco. Of course, for those that do know or don't know, all tequila has to come from Jalisco, right. Me- Mexico. It's like champagne. Kinda. Right, absolutely. So he wanted something easy to drink. Now, you know, sometimes when you taste tequila, you get that tequila face, mm. and I wish everybody could <laughs> see me, and it goes, <laughs> that kind of face, you know? Well, I won't name the brand, but... Yeah. Well, there's a number of them that, that do that give you that face. So right, he did right, not right. want to have tequila face. And he wanted something really soft and easy, um, keeping with the traditions of, of, the, of the tequila. So our Blanco um, is what you're tasting now. It's delicious. And very I, I easy. I did not make tequila face. No, nope, no tequila face. And my clothes haven't fallen off yet. All right, nope, that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't remember that song. Nope. I'm, I'm tequila horrible. Tequila makes your clothes fall off. Yeah, we should probably sing when I have a terrible yeah, no, voice. Yeah, no, never mind. We can't do that. Yeah, very smooth. Delicious. Yeah. So it has, um, we do a couple of different things. We go through an aeration process, which takes out some of that harshness. And what, what um, is the process? It's aeration. We mm-hmm. add air, we mm-hmm. do an aeration process oh, yeah, to the okay. tequila. Yeah. Takes out some of the harshness and it's very, um, smooth, really. very smooth. And it's and we're doing a, um, a, a chill filter on it. So we bring it down to two degrees. So it softens that up just a tad. And we add a touch of um, agave honey to it. Mm. Gives it that uh, little sweetness on the back end. Secret ingredient. Yeah. Yes, just that. It's just, just dancing on my tongue. Absolutely, it's so good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So good. So the um, the next one we're going to have is our reposado, and um, right now tequila is on the rise. It's where mm-hmm. bourbon used to be a few years ago. We're pretty excited about that. There's a lot of tequilas on the market. There's a lot of tequilas that. Years ago, used to do caramel coloring. This just smells right. so good. I just want to keep it. Going. It does. It smells delicious, doesn't it? And um, we're using, we're aging this. So reposado has to be aged in um, oak. So we're using um, some bourbon barrels on this. So we've got um, this is sitting resting. Reposado means to rest. Mm-hmm. So this is resting in bourbon and bourbon barrels for about six months in um, underground caves at the distill at the distillery. It has more of that caramel flavor. Yes. that you mm-hmm. would get from right. Totally. Yeah, you're picking yeah. that up from the yeah. from the wood on yeah. the bourbon barrel. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah, I mean the the blanco was very tasty. It was. Uh, this one also, but this one's maybe a little bit more round. Rounder, right. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, the, it's um, that wood softens that edge just mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the base, of course, is the blanco that you're drinking, and we're just aging it in the mm-hmm. wood. I don't know about anybody else, but if I'm drinking margaritas or making margaritas, I usually like to use the Blanco because I, when you're adding all the other stuff to right. it, I think that just works the best. Right, because it's a base. You need a base. Yeah. yeah, you don't need all the, you don't need to spend the money. You don't need to do all that when you're, when you're making a margarita. But there, right now, the tequila cocktail culture is really coming into its own. So we're making some very cool drinks. We did, a, um, we did one with um, some apple juice. And mm-hmm. some um, a, a ginger, um, mm-hmm. ginger um, beer. Ginger it beer, It was quite yeah. good. 
We've done um, skinny palomas, just grapefruit juice and a little bit of um, lime juice. Absolutely. Say, you try grapefruit <laughs> nice. and, you know, and you know what's really cool about it is you can batch it. So if you're going to have a party during the holidays, mm-hmm. batch it up, yep. put it in the refrigerator, pull it out, put it in a little five liter thing and put the spigot right. on and have everybody go at it. Exactly. And it's really easy yep. to make, really good. We did fresh grape, grapefruit juice one day because we were, didn't have any limes. And right. We, and we called it the hair of the chihuahua. Oh, yeah, I, like, the oh chihuahua. I like that. Oh, the hair of the chihuahua. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's some great cocktails. I've, I've got a couple for over the holidays. I'm going to, Raul and I are going to be playing around with. So. Nice. So the next, the last one you're going to taste is Añejo. So this okay. has to be aged. Um, we've got, this has got about 18 months on it. Same wood. So you've got a little longer resting period on this one. I'm looking at their mm. faces. No tequila face. This is good. Right. It's just a little more richer and rounder. So. Yep. A little more richer and rounder. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so- it's more oaky. It's got more of a woodsy. Sure, because yeah. it's picking up yeah, the oak yeah. from the barrel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can, the caramel's still there, but it's not at there. Not as yeah. Yeah. Thing. It's not as prominent. Yeah. Not, not as, as prominent. prominent. Yeah. This is this is another one that would work well with a piper cigar. It would. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so it's nice sipping. This is definitely sipping tequila. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. You, or, on the rocks, or, one yeah. rock or no rocks. Mm-hmm. You know, I prefer yeah. no rocks, but I love a tequila cocktail, which is just straight up tequila, one rock, and and this doesn't need training wheels, so you don't need a lime. <laughs> no. You don't need salt. Right. Some totally people will thing. add oranges to it. Um, I never do training meals even when I make the face. No, <laughs> I, I, I just love a good tequila on the rocks. And so, so this is kind of, so this is a fun project. This is a new brand for us that we're managing um, for the brand owner. Again, a lot of competition in this, but um, more people we get to taste it, the more people are asking for it. And as far as availability, the, we have, some good accounts that are doing it on-premise locally. Again, we just started with it. Okay. So um, the other thing, too, is if people are interested, you can always go to Cast Cartel online, and mm-hmm. um, they can ship anywhere in the country for you. Cool. So, yeah. Great. Awesome. Seal Moreno, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. We will be right back. This is Julie Black. Dave Eichenberger on guitar You're listening to St. Pete Foodies Podcast Maybe in your house or your car New on stpetersburgfoodies.com We have two new reviews One on Chill Restaurant on St. Pete Beach and the other on Mio's Grill and Cafe in downtown St. Pete. And that's Bora from Mio's. He was just on the podcast last week, episode 68, if you missed it. And of course, we have the new recipe from Fishmonger Approved for Grouper Tika. Next week on the podcast, we have Hans Klenke from Del Mar Gaster Lounge. If you'd like to email us, you can send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. <laughs> That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Merry Merry Christmas Christmas and thanks thanks for for listening. listening. Thanks to our guests, Seal Moreno, Margaret and Rachel Covello, and thanks to our sponsors, Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery, Pacific Counter, Booyah Ramen, and and Engine Engine Number number 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot.
and your bubbly cold. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas.